Your budget gives you the opportunity to be completely intentional with your money. It allows you to decide what you want to spend money on, and it gives you the freedom to prioritize what you value most. Without a budget, many people don't take the time or energy to think about how they want to spend or save their money. Instead, they are stuck in this cycle of spending when the opportunity arises. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. When my husband and I were on our debt-free journey, I was determined to save money. One day, I stumbled upon a couponing site. My eyes widened, the clouds parted, and suddenly, it was obvious this was it. I would become a couponer to save money. There were so many couponing sites dedicated to saving money. Sign me up. A few days later, I had my coupons in hand, ready to hit up CVS. One website had let me in on a little secret about how to get Dawn dish soap for crazy cheap. After the coupons, sales, and extra cash from CVS, I would be saving money. My husband and I headed to CVS and he waited in the car with our two-month-old baby while I ran into the store to just grab a few things. I walked out of the store with no less than 10 Dawn dish soaps and a mile-long CVS receipt. I'll never forget my husband's reaction when I climbed in the car. He was in shock. I was immediately bombarded with questions like, why would you buy so many dish soaps? And is this really saving you that much money? And my personal favorite, we live in a tiny apartment. Where on earth are these going to go? After too much time searching coupon sites and spending my energy finding the best deals, I had enough dish soap to last me four years. And in the end, I had only saved a few dollars. I quickly realized that this entire couponing thing wasn't for me. Sure, maybe it was meant for others, but not for me. For me personally, it took too much time, too much work, and left me storing stuff that I simply didn't have room for. In the end, couponing was not an easy way for me to save money. The entire experience taught me to focus on finding easy ways to save money, ways that would ultimately give me a bigger bang for my buck and leave me with more room in my kitchen cabinets. So no matter if you have a goal to invest in your IRA, pay off that annoying credit card loan that keeps you up at night, or save for a family vacation, finding extra money each month can help you get there. That's why I'm going to be sharing five easy ways to save money this year, no matter if you're a seasoned saver, a couponer, or brand new at this whole adulting thing. Now, this is probably not going to come as any surprise to you, but my first money-saving tip is to create a budget. Now, I'm going to be the first to admit that I used to think budgets were terrible. Even the word budget sounded like a massive punishment. I actually likened it to a timeout for my money, and I always thought that would keep me from having fun or enjoying my life. But mostly, I viewed a budget as a limit on my life. In my eyes at the time, it was something that would hold me back from spending money on what I wanted. And I love spending money. I was sure that a budget would keep me from enjoying my life. And I've come to find that many people view their budget the same way I did. Why? Well, I think it's because we fail to think about what a budget can offer us. Instead, we only focus on what a budget will take away from our lives. I know that's exactly what I did. So instead of hating the word budget like I did in the past, I want you to think of it this way. A budget is simply your spending plan or roadmap 
for your money. When I was in high school, I went with my friend's family to a college football game. This was an incredibly exciting experience for me, and I enjoyed the entire game. On the way back, however, there was a terrible wreck that shut down the entire highway. Now, this is way before GPS systems were readily available, and a phone was only used to call and text. My friend's dad got off the highway and pulled out this really large map of Texas. He peered over the map, determined to find another way home, a way that would not have us sitting in traffic for an extra three hours. A few minutes later, we were on our way driving down small roads while it felt like everyone else was stranded on the highway. We ended up making it home hours before we would have, all thanks to that map. It helped my friend's dad determine another route to our destination. Without the map, he wouldn't have known where to go. We would have been stuck like everyone else, but we weren't. Your budget is your map, but instead of getting home from a college football game or avoiding traffic, it's a map for your money. It's your opportunity to pick the best route to reach your destination or money goals. Your budget is simply a plan. It doesn't have to be limiting unless you want it to be. Your budget can include as much or as little as you'd like. You want to pick up coffee for yourself and a pup cup for your dog every Friday morning? Perfect. Put it in your budget. And by the way, that's exactly what I do every Friday. Do you want to plan a girl's trip every summer with some of your best friends? I do. Add it to your budget. Your budget gives you the opportunity to be completely intentional with your money. It allows you to decide what you want to spend money on, and it gives you the freedom to prioritize what you value most. Without a budget, many people don't take the time or energy to think about how they want to spend or save their money. Instead, they are stuck in this cycle of spending when the opportunity arises. Think of that. Anytime they're given the opportunity or option to spend money, they do it. Instead of being proactive with their money, they are reactive. But when you have a budget in place, you'll be able to prioritize saving money instead of just hoping that you'll have money left over to send to savings at the end of the month. Money saving tip number two is to automate your savings. When my husband and I first moved into our home, we were told that our homeowners association dues would come due in January. Perfect, I thought. I can save up enough money to cover the $1,000 dues before then. But I bet you can guess what happened. Even though I am a budgeter and planner at heart, I completely forgot to set aside money for our HOA dues. It wasn't intentional by any means. It was just an absent thought. I didn't have to do it in the past, and I had completely forgotten about it in the craziness that was moving into a new home. Fast forward to January, and a bill for over $1,000 appears in our mail. That's when I remembered that I had told myself I would set aside money each month for this upcoming cost. Needless to say, I wouldn't have been caught off guard by our HOA bill if I had automated my savings. Automating your savings is a great way to save money without even thinking about it. You can set up automatic transfers from your checking account to your savings account so you can save a little bit each month without having to remember to do it manually. This is exactly how we make saving money automatic in our family. For instance, Every month on the fourth of the month, about five days after we are paid, I have money automatically transferred to my online high yield savings account from my checking account. I have $175 set aside for Christmas each month 
and another $175 set aside for my HOA dues as well as flood insurance. This way, when Christmas rolls around in December, I have money set aside to cover our costs. The same is true when our flood insurance comes due in the summer or our HOA bill hits in January. The fact that it's automatic makes saving money easy and a non-negotiable in my life. I can't talk myself out of saving money one month because it's already set up, ready to go. Now it's your turn. Think about just two areas of your life that you'd like to save money. Maybe it's your emergency fund or summer camp for your kids. Next, determine how much money you'd like to set aside each month to help you reach your goal. Then set up easy automatic transfers from your checking account to your savings account. I recommend setting up these transfers to come out a couple of days after you're paid. That way you don't have time to spend the money before it's gone. The third way to easily save money is to shop for better prices. Every single January, my husband and I embark on the same tradition. We shop around for cheaper car and home insurance. We set aside 30 minutes, sit down at a computer, and just look up our options. In fact, we did this last night, as in the day before I'm recording this podcast. It actually didn't even take us 30 minutes. In the past, and actually last night, we used sites like thezebra.com. Now this isn't sponsored. They don't know who we are, but this is a site. I think of it as like the kayak to car insurance and home insurance. This site will ask you questions such as where you live, the make and model of your car, how many miles you drive each day. Then they're going to give you quotes from a lot of companies to choose from. The best part is that they no longer ask for your phone number. In the past, I think it was before 2019, they asked for your phone number and some people were spammed with random calls, but they don't do that anymore, which is awesome. Other times in the past when we didn't use sites like thezebra.com, we just went directly to insurance websites to receive a quote. Another way to get the best price on car or home insurance is to check for discounts. You can also check your current insurance company for discounts. Insurance companies usually offer discounts for things like having multiple policies, such as bundling your car and home insurance, that's what we currently do, or having a good driving record or installing safety features in your car. This is exactly what our family has done to save some money on insurance. And of course, don't be afraid to negotiate. If you find a better price from a different insurance company, don't be afraid to ask your current company if they can match that price or even beat it. Over the new year, we went and visited some friends and we had a really interesting conversation where the husband was telling Matt and I that he actually shopped around for a better price for car insurance and he saved his family $1,000 over the entire year just for car insurance. And the best part is that he could complete this task once and enjoy the savings all year long, meaning he's not having to constantly go every single month to look for better prices. This is a really great way to do work once and save money all year long. Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually, I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, 
pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan, so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month, so that way you can send extra money to your goals, and I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth without giving up what you love. Plus, there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end. You can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com class, or just click the link in my show notes. You'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule and I'll see you there. Money saving tip number four is to cut the extra. I think we can probably agree that there are times we don't actually know what we are spending money on. Sure, we might have the best intentions with our money, but in the moment, it's easy to spend money on non-essential items or even things that we don't even end up using. Just a few weeks ago, my husband and I canceled another streaming service that we were no longer using. Sure, this service costs us only about $15 each month, but if I'm not using it and he's not using it and our kids aren't using it, why would we spend money on it? So I want you to do the same thing. I want you to go through everything you're spending money on and cut out the extra. You can start by making a list of all of your expenses. A really easy way to do this if you're not currently tracking your spending is to print your bank or credit card statement from last month. Then grab three different color highlighters. One color will be for essentials such as rent, utilities, minimum debt payments, and other fixed expenses. The second color will be for expenses that you want to keep but you can likely lower like groceries, restaurants, or even your spending money. And the third color will be for expenses that you are willing to cut out of your life completely. This is the extra that you might've been holding on to. This was that streaming service for us. Once you have your three colors, scan through your bank statement and categorize every single transaction. Color A, the essentials. Color B, expenses that you can likely lower or spend less on, and color C, extra expenses that you're willing to cut out of your life completely. While this task might take some time, I promise it will be worth the effort. It's a wonderful way for you to review what you're spending money on, and it's totally eye-opening, and it ensures that what you are spending money on aligns with your goals and values. Because the truth is that you can save money while still spending money on what brings you joy. It's not an all or nothing. You just have to be intentional about it. And my fifth and final money-saving tip is to use cash. One of my favorite ways to save money is to actually use cash envelopes. A recent MIT study showed that people tend to spend 100% more with a credit card than they do with cash. So implementing small tips like using cash can add up and help you save serious money. The cash envelope system is essentially a way for you to claim back control and track how much money you're spending on certain categories in your budget. Instead of using a debit card or a credit card, you'll just use cash for areas in your budget where you tend to overspend. So if you struggle with grabbing takeout or fast food often, 
then you can have a cash envelope specifically for restaurants. Use the money you've set aside for restaurants anytime you go out to eat. But once you've used up your budgeted amount, you won't have any cash left in your envelope. This is your physical signal to stop spending. This is going to help you stay on budget and not overspend each month. Now, I don't recommend pulling cash out to pay your rent or electricity bill. Those are both expenses that you're not likely going to overspend on each month. So instead, pull out cash for areas in your budget where you tend to go overboard or spend too much money. I'm guessing you know where those areas are. A few common budget categories for cash envelopes usually include groceries, restaurants, and personal spending money. Now, just a warning, if you've never used cash envelopes before, it can be a little overwhelming in the beginning. So I want you to just start with a few, maybe one or two cash envelopes and build up from there. You are changing a habit and it takes time. If you dive in and get overwhelmed, you're more likely to quit. Committing to just one cash envelope category each month or at a time will help you make these lasting changes so you won't worry about slipping back into your old habits. I go into a lot more detail about how to use cash envelopes in episode 21 of the Inspire Budget Podcast. I highly recommend checking it out if you want to implement cash envelopes in your spending plan. So there you have it. Five tips that will help you save money. Just a recap, tip number one is to, you know it, create a budget. Tip number two is to automate your savings. Tip number three is to shop for better prices, specifically when it comes to insurance. Tip four is to cut out the extra, look through your spending and really break it down into the essentials, what you wanna spend money on but can lower and then what you're willing to cut out. And tip number five is to use cash in areas where you tend to overspend. I bet that if you're willing to implement even just a few, maybe one or two of these easy money-saving tips, that you'll be sure to save serious money over the next year. And the best part is that you'll end up with more cash in your checking account instead of 10 extra Dawn dish soaps under your kitchen sink. At the end of every solo episode, I love to answer a question that was sent in from a listener or a follower over on Instagram. This question comes from Bailey and she says, Allison, what should I do while my student loans are paused? This is the only debt I have. So first off, Bailey, I want to say congratulations on that being the only debt you have. I think that's wonderful. I'm guessing that your student loans aren't this crazy high interest rate. And while they're paused, which by the way, we think we know when they're going to stop being paused, but we're not sure the government keeps just like throwing us for a loop. I feel like it's, it's like we're playing shoots and ladders and we're going through time and we think that student loans are going to come back and we're going to have to start paying on them again. And then we get to a shoot and we go all the way back down. I don't know if anyone else agrees, but that's what it seems like to me. Regardless, I think that you need to do one of two things, Bailey. Since you don't have any extra debt, this is a really good time for you to look at your spending in general. And I want you to make sure that you can cash flow those student loan payments when they resume. Meaning, let's say that your student loan minimum payment is $400 a month. 
you need to use this time now to make sure you have that extra $400 in your budget. It can go to savings. It can go to whatever you want, but we want you to have that money set aside. Heck, maybe you set it aside in a savings account and you say, when my student loans resume, I'm going to throw all that money at my student loans to pay down the principal. That's totally okay. But while your student loans are paused, the first thing I want you to do is make sure you have your budget set up and you're prepared when they resume. Because I think a lot of people are going to be struggling when those student loans resume because they've been used to spending money without them. And some of them might have gone into more debt, causing more payments, and then they're going to be overwhelmed. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to look into investing. This would be an amazing time for you to either send more money to your 401k or even open up a Roth IRA and start sending money there. But above all else, I want you to be prepared financially when those student loans do resume. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would actually just share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. Maybe you've had a conversation about budgeting or money with a friend, a coworker, or a family member, and you think, hey, I think that this person might enjoy this podcast or they might get something out of it. You can hit the little share button wherever you're listening to this podcast And just text it to a friend and just say, hey, I really like this podcast. I think you would enjoy this particular episode. That's the way that my podcast actually reaches new people. And you have a part in that. And I just want to say thank you in advance for sharing it with others. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. And I'll be back with a brand new episode next Thursday. I'll see you then.